you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Good morning, football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, live in New York City. It's Monday, January 8th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. There's Kyle Bryant, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Peter, how about that NBC? Kind of a heavy lift. I gotta say, the league, we love our league. Uh League, taking care of the Peacock here. Chiefs on Peacock, Saturday night. The Bob Myers Washington thing has everyone... I, I reported just now... I still think he's doing ESPN coverage from what I gather. He's assisting on the coaching search. So it's not as much as Bob Myers is running the command. He's assisting with mm-hmm. Josh Harris on the coaching search. Yeah. Good clarification, I Peter. Think that's it's important. very important. Very, maybe we should put a QR code in the shape of a peacock up, and then people can find it. <laughs> they could pay us game. to do that. Yeah. They could do that. Right. In the shape of some beef jerky. That's what I would do. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, Ian Rappaport, I know it's been a busy day for you. We appreciate uh, all the news you've been getting to us, uh, specifically one that broke on the air 30 minutes ago. What's up with the commanders? Yeah, they have just made it official. Ron Rivera out as head coach, releasing his statement. Uh, owner Josh Harris says, among other things, thanks Ron Rivera and his family for all they have done for the organization, but also discusses, you guys were just going through the Bob Myers situation. Uh, Owner Josh Harris, in his statement, says not only were the results not good enough, but he believed a strategic shift in leadership and approach is necessary. He has retained uh, what is essentially an advisory board. Mitch Rails and Magic Johnson and David Blitz are going to be on it, but so are Bob Myers and Rick Spielman, the former Vikings executive. Schrager's right. This does not mean that Bob Myers is now going to be running the commanders. As of right now, we'll be helping 
with the search. We'll see if at some point down the line this becomes more. I guess anything is possible. Uh, we've certainly seen this with Paul DePodesta come in from another sport, help run an organization, lead it to the playoffs. This has worked, but as of right now, it is in advisory capacity. But the main thing for the Washington Commanders, they now have a head coach vacancy. Obviously, they are not the only team with a head coach vacancy, but there are also some general manager vacancies as well. Scott Fitterer, the GM of the Carolina Panthers, has officially been dismissed. This also coming in the last hour. Fitterer had been there three years and rebuilt this roster in a way that had a lot of people excited about the team before the season. Nothing went well at all this season. Uh, we'll see what ends up happening with the selection of Bryce Young, how he can develop, but at its face, does not look like that one as of right now is uh, is going to leave anyone smiling. Also made a trade up for number one, gave up a lot to do that. It is a full house cleaning for the Carolina Panthers, which of course dismissed Frank Reich earlier in the season. Last night, actually in the wee hours of the morning, there was a firing to start off uh, this whole wave. Arthur Smith was informed that he was dismissed as the Atlanta Falcons head coach went 7-10 and every season. Maybe the last visual we saw of him not him in a mustache on Good Morning Football, unfortunately, but him furious at the Saints for running up the score, fake kneeling, uh, and then end up scoring a touchdown. That was the last image of Arthur Smith. They never ended up getting a veteran franchise quarterback, and in the end, that burned them. So those were the firings and moved as of right now. We are also watching the status of Mike Vrabel, the Tennessee Titans head coach. He's going to meet with ownership at some point, probably today. Uh, and we'll see what this means about his future. There's going to be some hard questions. There's going to be some hard discussions. We do not know how it is going to end. I think it's fair to say it is uncertain whether or not Vrabel will be the head coach going forward. Wow, Ian, good to know. We'll talk to you a little bit. If anything changes or moves the needle, we appreciate it. Here's your NFC side of the playoff picture for Super Wild Card Weekend. As we mentioned, the Mike McCarthy Packers experience is happening again in Dallas. Uh, Rams-Lions, another gift. And then Monday night, you'll have to wait to figure out if the Eagles, A, have a healthy quarterback with his finger going the right direction, and B, if the Buccaneers uh, can play really not an upset special anymore if the Buccaneers just hang. Peter, what pops out to you in those three matchups? I think the one matchup that really pops out to me as we look at this on Monday morning is that Lions and Rams game yeah. because of all the storylines that are so personal. You think about Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit where he was the quarterback for 11 seasons and could not win a playoff game. To go back there and have an opportunity to win a playoff game there or for the Lions to beat him in a playoff game is really interesting. I think Jared Goff going against the Rams, a team that he took to the Super Bowl but was deemed not quite good enough to get over the, the hump and discarded with a bunch of draft picks and a, basically a throw-in on a deal to Detroit to now have a chance to go back and beat that organization that discarded him for uh, an upgrade in Matthew Stafford at the time. But I also look at 30 years since they've had a home playoff game. Sunday night, think about these Lions fans. They have been waiting for this for three decades. They've got generations of fans. It's going to be a cold weather situation. These guys are going to be getting into the mm -hmm. building. I would imagine they're going to spend all day getting ready for that situation. This place is going to be nuts. I cannot wait to see Tariko oh, yeah. and Collinsworth on the call as they welcome us in to Ford Field for a home playoff game for the first time in more than 30 years. What is that atmosphere going to be like? What is that environment going to be like? We'll pick apart all the 
personal stuff and we'll unpack the trade from so many years ago and whether the Rams got the better of it, the Lions got the better of it. But right now, as we look at it on Monday, a home playoff game in Detroit with their old quarterback walking into the park. Give me that right mm -hmm. now. Cheers, cheers for Stafford as he comes I onto the field. I don't know. They were talking about, like, on the CBS pregame show, I saw there was a competition, like, does he get, like, a moment to acknowledge yeah. the crowd? He, he he asked his way out of that place. Yeah. He asked yeah. his way out of that. I don't know if it's all warm and fuzzy mm. for Stafford. Mm. Can't wait to see it. I look at the Buccaneers and the Eagles matchup, and the reason being, I feel like you look at these two teams, and it's just, all right, nobody expected the Buccaneers to be here at this moment. And then on the other side, you look at the Eagles team, and it's just like, well, how the hell did we get here? Like, what happened for the Eagles to be at this point in their season? For the Buccaneers, you look at it. Baker Mayfield comes there traded uh, from the Browns, cut all types of different things as he stood in the presser room and said that was where he was informed he was cut a year ago from the Panthers. Now he's the division leader for the Buccaneers. And then the Eagles on their side, 10-1 Super Bowl aspirations, looking like they were carrying over from last year, struggling but still getting wins. No team has ever won a playoff game with five or more losses in December or later. That is what the Philadelphia Eagles have yeah. done so far. And we're watching them this past Sunday against the New York Giants. And it's just so hard to see how this team has become the way they are. Can they get off the mat? Can they go to Tampa and be able to get a victory? We watched Tampa Bay struggle against the Panthers to get that victory. We watched the Eagles continue to struggle the last few weeks. Is this game going to be like 6-0 to zero and someone victorious? I, I, I don't know. You kind of looked at the Eagles these last few weeks and you're just like – Eliminate them at this point because they just mm -hmm. they have not figured anything out. I don't know what they're doing. They're coming Awkward. up. I look at Green Bay, and Green Bay is going to go to Dallas, and we're going to talk about that all week. But first, I want to talk about Green Bay versus Chicago. Uh, end of last week, I come on the show, I hoot and holler about the Bears and Fields this, and you can do this, you can do that. They can do nothing. They showed up with nothing. They didn't score a touchdown. It was flat. It mm. was listless on offense. It was a bitterly disappointing thing for Bears fans. And the number one reason it was so disappointing because of how good the Packers are. We also have to talk about how difficult it must be if you were a Bears fan to not only see the Justin Fields tentpole potentially and likely come down as that's coming down, you're seeing the Jordan Love skyrocket go into the atmosphere. Jordan Love is good. Jordan Love is great. And you're seeing, well, our quarterback's not working out. And the Packers, those, those guys did it again. I think they did it again. Here's some facts about Jordan Love as we see him dice the Bears. He's never, never lost to the Bears. His head coach has never lost to the Bears. Jordan Love is the first ever first-year starter as a Green Bay Packer quarterback to make the playoffs. Favre never did it. Rodgers never did it. Love is better than Rodgers was last year. He's better than Rodgers was in his first year starting. In the last eight games, he's had 18 touchdowns and one interception, mm. and that is without Christian Watson, who's his most talented wide receiver. The Jordan Love thing is real. It works. It's ascending to the stratosphere. And if you follow the show closely enough, like I, I'm, I'm doing some soul searching about this, and I'm going to look through this through the playoffs and the offseason, and I have been resoundingly confused and downright uh, offensive about the Jordan Love pick, and I've called it the weirdest draft pick of all time. And I'm going to look into this, and I may need to look out to, to Brian Gutekunst and extend my apologies to him that maybe he had a plan and maybe he did know better. I don't know. I'm not saying Jordan Love's going to be an All-Pro or, or a Super Bowl winner or a Hall of Famer. All we can say is what we do right now. It is business as usual for the Green Bay Packers in which they destroy the Bears every single time they play them. Every time the Bears get a glimmer of hope, they stomp on it and twist their foot, and they do it with pick your incredible quarterback that they 
brought in, and Jordan Love's just the next mm. one. The Packers look great. They could definitely beat Dallas. They're that confident, and their quarterback is that good. I have nothing but respect, admiration, and removing of my hat to Jordan Love and the Packers, who deserve all of it. So much of the last four years with that Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers experience, I think for us was focusing on like how awkward and uncomfortable it must yeah. have been for Aaron Rodgers, and he made this pick, and they were so focused on his behaviors and his words that he used about that friendship and that relationship. Credit to the maturity and just the stick to of Jordan Love in that scenario and just his willingness and ability to rise above and learn and develop in kind of unforeseen circumstances. He probably never thought it was going to take that long. He probably was not told it was going to take that long. Yet here he was again, as Kyle puts it so eloquently, for the third time the Packers beat the Bears on the final week of a regular season mm -hmm. in the Super Bowl era to make it into the playoffs mm -hmm. to clinch a berth. That is the ultimate twist of the knife in the heart that you don't want when it comes to one of the oldest, if not the oldest, rivalries in the NFL. Fells. Uh, beautiful thing to watch if you were a Packers mm -hmm. fan yes. and uncomfortable for everybody else in the division. Here's a cool thing that Kyle and I were just talking about. All three teams upon the shore of Lake Erie, yeah, for sure. the first time ever in NFL history, have made the playoffs. So you're looking at Buffalo, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland. Okay, so let's inspect these AFC super wild card weekend matchups. My goodness, it's a mouthful. Jason, take your pick. I look at the Dolphins and the Chiefs matchup. You think about it for this Miami Dolphins team. All year we've talked about how good this offense is, and they've been atop of the AFC East. And it was almost you felt like for a while they were shooing. Okay, they're going to win their division, but then it's going to be about what they can do in the playoffs. They're now heading to Kansas City, where the temperatures already are supposed to be a high of like 10 degrees. It's going to be freezing cold for this team <laughs> who's gone through so many injuries already. So I just look at the ups and downs of this season for them. And we talked about it earlier, where they've won a game by 55 plus points. They've given up 50. It's just been insane the season that they've gone through. And I look at Tua Tagovailoa. Oh, he's a quarterback where. When they're playing against a team that's below 500, he's unbelievable. 22 touchdowns, eight interceptions. The team above is just seven touchdowns and six interceptions. So can this team, from what they just went through last night, where you're going into the playoffs, you're going to be a 2C, you're going to be winning your division, you're going to have a home playoff yeah. game. Now all of a sudden you're a 6 seed and you're going on the roll to the defending Super Bowl champs to keep your season alive. We've talked about Mike McDaniel as a head coach, Tua as a quarterback. How do they rebound after this one? Tua staring down Chase Claypool on that last one. For as good as a season he's had, it's in those moments that he has to come up big. The game in Germany against the Kansas City mm -hmm. Chiefs is late in the game. He drops a snap. He misses a throw. Those are the moments that we need to see Tua step up and be that quarterback that you're hoping that he can become. It has not happened yet. Yeah, I'd like to hear from Dolphins fans. They're very vocal. They're yeah. very vocal at our show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not gonna say they're insecure or that they're sensitive oh or any of that, but like it's a lot of what about the Dolphins? You guys disrespect <laughs> the Dolphins. Are you guys still in on the Dolphins? Last night that was a home playoff game. Essentially, you're up seven. You're up at the half. Everything's rolling, and then what was the what was the stat that you read about? 17 plays. Like they, in the second, the, the second half, offense just didn't appear. And it, this is what their bread and butter is. Warm weather, surface that we know. We've got McDaniel at the switch, and you've got Tua who cannot miss a pass. Tua wasn't good in the second half here. Tua was throwing a bunch of ducks in this game. And I know there's injured players. Injured players everywhere. Joe Flacco's the quarterback of the Browns right now. Mm -hmm. the, the Houston Texans are doing things without Tank Dell and without several of their offensive linemen. They're finding yeah. ways to play their best football this season. And I look at the Buffalo Bills, whereas we only focus on the Dolphins' injuries and how they don't have Phillips, they don't have Chubb, and mm -hmm. NBC did the highlight, and then they don't have Waddle, they don't have these guys, they don't have Mostert. 
I'm watching Leonard Fournette make big plays. I'm watching Taylor Rapp make big plays. I'm watching Trent Sherfield make big plays. I'm watching Dalton Kincaid absolutely slice up the Dolphins' defense. I look to the Dolphins. I'm not trying to be tough here. Dolphins fans, I see you. We hear you. We get it. You're the sixth seed in the AFC, and you're going on the road to Arrowhead. I would love to jump in and say, yes, that, that is right where we want them. It's not how it was supposed to go. That means you can have an even cooler story if you do upset the Chiefs Mm -hmm. and you do have Tyreek Hill having this homecoming and you do get it done. But it's hard to just back them after last night's loss. They had that game in their hands. The the fury of the Dolphins' offense over the year was to say, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. I understand everybody's injured. Like, Waddle and Mostert are guys that matter. And I wonder... If they're if they're going to go next week, like it, did they get sat as an investment in the wild card run? They, their playoff spot was locked last night. I know they wanted the home game, but do you sit them to say we're already going to the playoffs? Let's try to get ready for Kansas City. You know, Bill Simmons and Cousins South play guess the line. What do you think on this one? You personally, Dolphins at Chiefs. The Chiefs aren't beating world beaters late. Somewhere between a field goal and a touchdown, Chief favorites, just because of the weather and the experience and the fact that the Dolphins didn't come to take care. What do you think? Oh, nothing. Sorry. Okay. Trent. I, I probably don't. Chiefs by three. Something. I'm not that Chiefs good. Chiefs by, I'd say, like five. Five? More than that? Mm-hmm. Chiefs has not looked good either. They yeah. haven't. But uh, I think to your point, the elements, this Dolphins team having to go and the way their offense is ran and. They have relied on Raheem Mostar for a lot in the running game, so maybe that shows up to your point with him and Wilder not being out there. Obviously a different offense, but Shrey, you said it. Buffalo last night lost Gabe Davis in that game. Russell Douglas they lost in that game. Dotson at that linebacker spot after already losing Milano. Uh So they were able to respond and get the victory, though. I look to Western New York next week, Pittsburgh and Buffalo. I I don't know if there's two fan bases that travel more. There's people who collate. I know the Steelers always invade. We saw what Buffalo did over the month. It's like I I feel like they're two of a kind coming together in the winter. It's like the the wildlings north of the wall in Game of Thrones. Like, that's the kind of atmosphere it's going to be. The elephant in the room here is that you got this big moose of a quarterback in Josh Allen, and T.J. Watt is going to single-handedly have to wrestle him down, which he has done before. They played week one a few years ago. The Steelers won. Watt had a sports fumble, a strip sack on Allen. Like, he is the defensive equivalent of Josh Allen. Like, those two guys are the superpowers, and T.J.'s all banged up. It's tough. Also, you go back last year, they played this team, and it was the worst loss of Mike Tomlin's career. They lost by 35 points, and Allen had felt like eight touchdowns. They're going to be up against it. We, we mentioned point spreads and stuff. We don't usually deal in that. I think Buffalo is going to be a heavy favorite despite not looking great against Miami. The T.J. Watt injury is huge. If Mason Rudolph can go into Western New York and beat the AFC East champs, he's some kind of legend in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. And without Watt, like, their game plan, I guess, is just going to be to try to run the hell out of it with Warren and Najee and then Mason's had this knack to hit huge plays. Like, he doesn't throw 12-yard touchdown passes. It feels like it's only 70-yarders, and they had one in this game, too. They're going to be up against it in this game, and Buffalo's going to be a heavy favorite. But listen, same place they lost last year. Granted, that was to Joe Burrow, but the fan bases, the atmosphere, the storylines, I'm looking for Bills-Pittsburgh. Uh, we were talking before this last segment, like there is not a team in the playoffs right now, both sides, that we aren't rolling our eyes at watching next weekend. It's a really good playoff bracket. I'm kind of sad that the Texans and the Browns are going to eliminate each other. We have enjoyed the storyline <laughs> yeah, between that. these two teams. This is like your Cinderella March Madness team playing that like beloved in-state, you went there, alma mater, and you're like, I like those guys yeah. from Fairleigh Dickinson, but like I went to Michigan State. I, what do I do here? That's how I feel about Browns-Texans. You know, the Joe Flacco thing, because we got a weekend off from it, this is a real comeback. What were you doing from January to November for you to get your mind so right, Browns experience? And then C.J. Stroud, this time last year, was declaring for the NFL draft after his 
two years of playing at Ohio State, three total, foregoes his two final years of college football eligibility, goes through the absolute ringer that any quarterback does when it comes to the draft process in terms of his caliber, his pedigree, his intelligence is questioned. His draft stock bounced all over the place to finally land with the Texans with a brand new head coach and a new offensive coordinator. This is so cool between these two teams, and I'm just sad that one of them is going to have to go home, but that doesn't mean that I'm not fired up to watch I it. think these are the two finalists for Coach of the Year also. Yes. I think yes. everyone was handing it to Stefanski, and then D'Amico wins the division. Yeah. To go 3-13-1 and one to win a division, I think D'Amico might have snatched it back from Stefanski <gasps> in Week 18. Mm. Listen, you said we got a week off from, from Flacco. I watched every down of Browns Bengals and had nothing to do with what was on the field. Must-see TV, baby. I get it. No, 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 no. It was the weather, it was the atmosphere. <laughs> I don't, what's, what happened in a suite? I don't know. Me either. That was an interesting uh, choice. I, I'm not sure what you mean, but like, I like the atmosphere that I watch. Every down. Every. I'm sad the Bengals season is over. Can we get them in somehow? Is there some beautiful mind thing, Peter, you can get them? Can they still get in? Hey, Washington, music. Washington's in the national title this weekend. Right now, tonight, maybe you get one more dose of it. That's oh, all oh. Browning went there. What does he have to do with it? <laughs> what does he have to do with it? I was just talking Bengals. Browning? What do you mean? The Packers need to win, and Jordan this? Love delivered. Because the fans were really into That's what I'm saying. Bengals what is, Browns. Sorry, Washington. that was good. The sorry. fans were really into <laughs> Bengals Browns. Uh, Joe Burrow, the starting quarterback, is going to talk to the media today. Go blue. Uh, We're talking love and the Packers. Kyle, I'm with you. The fans were into it. Yeah. Very tight, very white, like Peter and me, right? It's crazy. Bill Belichick has a lot to do today. He has a press conference. One piece. Omar Ruiz. Peter, I'm talking about the legacy of the greatest NFL coach of all time. Omar will be talking about Belichick. Jumper, is that what it's called? Tight and white. Oh, I'm so – I've never been more lost. Wow. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant... 
just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Good morning, football! Jordan Love, not many quarterbacks in the league playing better than Jordan Love as he goes into the playoffs. The Packers win. They will go to Dallas and here is the QB1 for the Green Bay Packers, as well as the head coach going back to the postseason. You want to play in the big-time games, and, uh, you know, when the pressure's on, just to be able to go showcase what you're made of. So um, definitely just being on the bench for those three years and being behind Aaron and just, you know, I think just wanting to be out there so bad. But, uh, yeah, now that I've got my opportunity, um, just making the most of it, taking it and running with it. And that's the same thing that everyone in that locker room is doing when they get those opportunities. Yeah, he's a tough-minded sucker now, you know. His family did a hell of a job raising him. He's about all the right things. And, you know, the guy just comes to work every day, has a great attitude, is one of the guys, has has really improved over the course of four years. And I'm just super happy for him. He He's earned it. The quarterback and coach of the Packers had a great hug in the middle of the field yesterday. We know how LaFleur hugs. He gets in there. The Packers are going to the playoffs. They beat the Bears 17-9. They clinched the seventh seed in the NFC. They head to Dallas to face the Cowboys in the wild card round Sunday afternoon. Peter, you were on a, you know, the LaFleur December coaching mm-hmm. experience is a great run. Their defense, though, was kind of took it on the chin a couple times this season. How great must this feel for Green Bay? Yeah, how about Joe Barry? I, yep. You know, we talk about all these guys. They got to get fired. They got to get fired. Joe Barry was dead and buried by the Packers fans for months. And then the last two weeks put on masterpieces in stopping, you know, Justin Fields and getting the window. Here's what I love about this team, though. Here's a stat I've got. Mm. 15 different Packers players were born in the year 2000 or 2001. Mm. They are the youngest team to ever make a playoff game. This is the team. They are so young. Youngest playoff team of all time. Youngest playoff team. The median age is 25 years old. Jeez. On this team, so you know what? Last year, Rodgers was bringing them up so much because right. he's old. Cobb, Lazard, yeah. all those guys, all those Jets, all those Jets, <laughs> all these Packers are all so young. Going into Dallas, they don't know any better. Okay, they might go and win. They're not scarred by anything. Now Lafleur, we came into this game saying, you know, he's lost last week. He loses a lot of big playoff games. New group. They look loose. They look light. At no point in this game did you feel like Justin Fields is going to start ripping it up and taking care of business. Like, Dontavian Wicks going to be the new Bears killer? I don't know. Fine. Jaden Reed? Fine. You name it. Tucker Craft. Tucker Craft. They were 2-5 and five this team. 2-5. and five. Yeah, they're going nowhere. And look what he does to Figured the Bears. Figured it out. That's an unbelievable thing. 10-0 and 0 against the Bears. So, like, we could do all we want about, all right, the Cowboys this, Cowboys that. This Packers team is young, they're loose, they're playing with house money, and they've got a coach who's going up there against Mike McCarthy, another coach who's an old Packers coach. I replaced that dude. I can do this. Curious to see how the week goes for them because this is all rare air for this team. Yeah. But don't get it twisted. They're looking to win this game. They're not just happy to be there. No doubt about it. The young guns. You mentioned it earlier, Jordan Love, at the beginning of all-season workouts. He shows up with the Allen Iverson shirt. Mm. I think we coined the term he was the one of the most mysterious quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the NFL for this upcoming season. And all he's done is go out there and ball out, especially down the stretch of the season. Getting them into the playoffs in his first year as a starter, something that Aaron Rodgers didn't do, that Brett Favre didn't do, and he has done it. You mentioned LaFleur. You think about it. 
in the offseason, Rodgers goes away to retreat the whole nine, and we're like, wow, they're, they're really pushing Rodgers out the door to have a more of a LaFleur-looking offense. And it was just like, well, what the hell does that look like? And we have found out, and you mentioned, God, Bo Melton is a guy that's Talk shown up it. as made plays for the Green Bay Packers at the wide receiver position. Somebody that was on the practice squad, was on Seattle last year. They are doing it with so many different guys. We haven't even said Romeo Dobbs' name. And last year with Rodgers, that's all we were talking about, him and Christian Watson. Jordan Love has been so good these last few weeks. And look at this. The season he's having his first year stars as full-time. Look at the other guys that are on that list. We know about how good Mahomes 2018. And then Kurt Warner is a Hall of Fame guy right there. You look at touchdown passes and yards, first time as a career starter. Jordan Love has been fantastic. So fun to watch. So many question marks when he was named the starter and just given to him. And he has proven it all the way back from that draft pick first rounder years ago. Mahomes 2018. Mahomes was pretty good, right? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? Come on. I, I'm, we're supposed to be about Jordan Love. 5,000 Wow. And you know what? Honestly, just look, what, what are we doing? He's not even close to Kurt. And Kurt was like on some sort of weird voodoo black magic, like mastering everything. It honestly makes me long for this Patrick Mahomes. It's so different what we get now from the Chiefs this year. And God, that was a special year. Imagine that. I, I'm supposed to be talking about Jordan Love. Talk about Jordan Love, because I think a lot of viewers might be tuning in and being like, you did the whole thing for Justin yeah. Fields. But you showed your respect earlier in the show. Earlier on. Amazing. The bottom line is, we can talk about the Bears, we can talk about this, but the Packers did it again. Yeah. They did it again. They're not even going through the, Jay Fiedler replaced Miami, and he remember Marino, and he was fine, he was okay. They're not struggling with the, well, is Kenny Pickett replacing yeah. Roethlisberger? Yeah. All they do is just go from- This isn't Daniel Jones replacing Eli. No. That is awesome. Has never reeled off a month like Jordan Love just did. Flawless. Not only up to the standards, better than Rodgers was last year, better than Rodgers was in his first year, better than Favre was in his first year as the Packers. Just excellent, excellent, excellent. And the shame of it is he's going to go to Dallas, and there's going to be so much Rodgers around it because Rodgers always went to Dallas, and he always won, and he destroyed mm. him. There's going to be so much Mike McCarthy that is wrapped around Rodgers. And so we're going to get to a point when we can talk about Jordan Love without saying Rodgers. It's yeah. not going to be this week. It's just not. It's just too big of a conversation. If you go in and you beat Dallas, and then you're going to the second round. It's like, I've had enough of Rodgers. We'll see what happens with him. This is a Jordan Love conversation. I... The Packers did it again. You he looks great. You give him a shot? I, I gave him a shot, but I don't know what that means. I don't know if they have the punching power as they win boxing. In Dallas. Dallas in is Dallas. not a joke. They play in incredible Dallas. at home, and they're going to put up points. They, yeah. they have, their offense is too good. You're not going to win with 17 points. Like, I, I think you have to get to 28, 30 points if you're Green Bay. It's a lot of Dontavian Wicks, but maybe yeah. Watson will be back. Yeah. They need him. Justin Fields may not have heard what you wanted to speak into existence last Friday, but I bet the Cowboys hear what everybody says about the way they play in the postseason. Yeah. They're going to have something to prove. Still to come on our show, we've got some game balls to give out. My game ball was just mentioned in this segment, so mm. I look forward to giving our picks away later on in the show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, 
Green Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. talking about all the top performers from week 18. I'm curious if all four of our game ball guys goes to postseason appearances, Jason. I bet they uh, Not all okay. of them, but you said <laughs> week 18. I'm going to talk about number 18 for the New England Patriots, oh. Matthew Slater. He's the guy getting my game ball. 16 years in the NFL, the entire Patriots team warmed up in these captain hoodies. They were so cool on the side of them. Ten-time Pro Bowler, five-time All-Pro, three time Super Bowl champ and then at the very top son father husband teammate Matthew Slater embodies everything it is to be in the NFL to be a great player but an even better person that is Jackie Slater that's his mom and his dad this is in pregame Slater in tears knowing probably this is going to be his last game in Foxborough has been monumental to this organization. Dave Andrews said after the game, their captain and center were all better for knowing Matthew Slater. You saw people on the Patriots embracing people on the Jets. That is the impact that this man has had on the game of football and on the NFL. So a tremendous run, if that is it for Matthew Slater. A great, great person. Friend of yours? Yes, definitely. Awesome. Definitely. Congratulations to Matthew Slater. I'm going to go to his AFC East brethren. I'm going to go to Josh Allen for yeah. taking care of business last night. Okay. You know, we talked about it on the show on Friday, and it was almost like, uh, here's... Here's Sports TV 101. We're going to do legacy talk. Is this a game that's yeah. important for Josh Allen's legacy? I think it was. Josh Allen had to go into Miami. They're down 14-7. They get the big punt return touchdown. And then Allen, after some hiccups early, the full roller coaster ride is at his all-time best in the second half. He's just dealing. Dalton Kincaid, Trent Sherfield, hitting Dawson Knox when he needed to. I thought Allen was tremendous. They had the third and 13. This had to get something going. 
and Josh Allen says, let me use my legs, finds a way. Hey, after all the drama this season, after all the, the segments we started saying, what's wrong with the Bills? Yep. They end up the number two seed. And Josh Allen, he's not going to be the MVP, but he is their MVP. He was awesome last night. Game ball, Josh Allen taking care of business. Mm -hmm. I go to another quarterback on the opposite end of the ultimate veteran status. I go to what we kind of are like the proverbial rookie quarterback in Jordan Love. Like, it feels like a rookie to us because we haven't seen him do this before. And by this, I mean, you know, over 300 yards. The numbers were there. A couple of touchdown passes. The Packers are my NFC's, like, good vibe tribe team going into the playoffs. Like, I just like what they're doing. I like how they're carrying themselves. Entering the NFL is one of the youngest teams this season. They don't look like that right now. And a lot of this is at the hands of just how chill Jordan Love seems to be. We had that great picture of him walking in with, like, an old Allen Iverson shirt during yeah. training camp in August. We're like, is this what this guy is about? I guess so. We want to learn more about him. There was a big bear hug between him and Matt LaFleur after the game. Those two have been through it in terms of having Jordan Jordan Love on this roster, and now he is proving why you do it. Jordan Love gets my game ball from Week 18, but also his entirety of his run so far and where we have him now. Very well deserved. Uh, I'm going to give a game ball and a thank you to Derrick Henry of the oh, Tennessee Titans. It. Jason's got the jersey on. Derrick, on a personal note, you have given me so much enjoyment. I've loved watching you run with the Titans. You are the all-time leader in angry runs. As usual... You just do absolutely biblical, unholy things to Jacksonville. <laughs> the Jaguars are yeah. you're under their bed, Derek. You know it. We know it. You've had an unbelievable, unparalleled about six-year run as a Tennessee Titan. 2,000 yards, endless highlights. And what was cool about Derrick Henry, he was always to speak softly and carry a big stick. You know he doesn't have a ton to say. He's not looking to make it about him. So it was really genuinely cool that in what could likely be his last game as a Tennessee Titan, on his own accord, he said, I'd like to address the crowd. Give me the one thing I don't usually want, which is the microphone. And it went like this. Hi, fans. I just want to say thank you for the greatest eight years of my life, the ups and the downs. Y'all been there for everything, through the adversity. Watching me grow as a person and a player, always supporting me. Um, I love y'all. Uh, I love seeing the 22s in the stadium. Hopefully, I was an inspiration to all the young kids and everybody in the community. Thank y'all so much. Man, God is good. And tighten up, baby. Nothing left to be said. Ladies and gentlemen, Derek Henry, the king. So many stiff arms, so much damage. I mean, poor Josh Norman on the bill still hasn't landed from years ago. I know you saw him when he was a young buck, Jay. I was there his rookie year when he first came in, so so cool. Like you said, man, a few words, but to get up and do that, and it was just awesome. Over 150 yards, it was his best game of the season and possibly his if last one. If you could one. find his press conference afterwards, he goes on a nine-minute a nine-minute monologue where he thanks just about every single person mm. in the Titans mm. organization, PR staff, equipment. Great staff. dude. Derrick Henry, one of a kind. We're going to miss playing at the Titans if that's the end of it. That was Game Balls for GMFB. <laughs> All right, so we got the playoffs, but we also got the draft order solidified. And yeah. I think it's juicy at the top. Chicago, Washington, who, according to Tom Pelissero, is already asking for permission to interview coaches as of today. Three, New England, Arizona. They look good with Kyler. And then five, is that the Jim Harbaugh coach Chargers? What are we talking about here? 
Uh, very juicy top five. And of course, Giants and Jets are in this top 10 as well, which is always good with a big market like New York. Draft order talk already. Here we go. I know. Uh, I, Jason and I were just talking about a tweet we saw that is it going to be the Harbaugh DMV coaching experience? <laughs> Do you have Harbaugh in Baltimore and Harbaugh in mm. Washington too? There's mm -hmm. another opportunity. Wow. Kyle, yeah. you gave a hype speech uh, for Justin Fields last Friday about how he's going to stay and be the guy and take ownership yeah, of it. Yeah, it really worked. Do they? <laughs> what do they do? Where do they go? <laughs> Listen, I, I, there's a lot that's, uh, you can go either way on this. And I think also, you know, we're looking at coaches today and all these news, you haven't heard anything about Matt Eberflus. There was a report that he was going to stay. Not a great game in Green Bay, but if he stays, I guess that's maybe encouraging for Justin Fields mm. to stay. There's still people out there, if you want to go on Bears, Reddit, or whatnot, who say, it, it's not his fault. He needs more help. He, he, the line is terrible. The, did it, the offensive coordinator is terrible. There is a vocal community of that. Then there is the facts that they've had three years of losing football. His record as a starter is atrocious. And they're sitting there with a very turgid quarterback class with the number one overall pick. Personally, I believe that I think they're going to take a quarterback. Mm. I think they will trade Justin Fields. Who knows what they can get for him. They have the one and the nine. Depending on which college quarterback you like, you draft him. And then at nine, you either get a pass rusher or another offensive lineman. I think likely we have seen the end of Justin Fields as a Chicago Bear. I have complicated feelings about that, as we all do. It's all heart. He's really talented. He's had some great... They just don't win. Is it all his fault? Of course it's not all his fault. Is a lot of it his fault? Yeah, sure, absolutely. I don't know if it boiled down to whether they beat the Packers or not, but if they go out there and they destroy Green Bay, or forget destroying them, they win 21-20 to 20 or 13-10, to 10, it could be a different conversation. I think it means that much to that organization, and he was right there for them. And uh, they had a game in which they didn't score a touchdown and weren't close to their arch rival as they have been for years. I think it's probably the end. It's bittersweet, really bittersweet. But with that number one pick, it's very difficult to look at that and say, no, we're going to stick with them again. Yeah. Very difficult. It might not have mattered. You're right. But in a vacuum, if they had gone out there and they had won 31-7 to and beaten Green Bay, you'd at least have the public sport. You'd at uh -huh. least have the fan base. And that does matter. And you'd actually have, I think after you lose 17-9 to and you miss the playoffs again and it's the Packers are now 10-0 and and under LaFleur on you. It might be time. And look, they also have a new president in Kevin Warren. Mm -hmm. Ryan Poles didn't draft Justin Fields. You know, that was a Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy selection. And I don't know if Iberflus is back or not. We haven't heard his name at all this morning. Well, let's say, let's say he is. Is it, are we running back Iberflus and Fields and Getze and the whole gang and let's go? Or is it going to be, let's take a shot? Because economically speaking, mm -hmm. you're going to have to at some point pay Justin Fields and the going rate for a franchise quarterback is $40 million. Meanwhile, if you draft Caleb Williams first overall, guess what? Mm -hmm. That fee, it's like $10 million. Mm -hmm. So like you're, you're, you're really economically speaking, you're in a better ca case going with the rookie. I'll say this, the trade marker for Justin Fields, there will be teams looking for quarterbacks. Yeah. The Raiders, the Falcons, there's going to be teams. So maybe you get a second round pick and you say, mm -hmm. okay, we have the first pick, the ninth pick, and the second round pick. It's pretty good. Well, so, so interesting, the first three teams of the draft all will probably go with the quarterback position. And even more than that, four out of those fives, like you guys just said, could have new head coaches. So the draft order is fascinating as we're all focused on the playoffs and what's coming up in Super Wildcard Weekend. There's organizations that now are trying to build for the future. I look at Justin Fields and the last few weeks was phenomenal. And it's crazy because you look at the game 
game yesterday, and it's just like it all came down to that moment. It's just like, well, it wasn't good enough, so you erase kind of what happened prior to that. But I think it's just bigger than fields. I don't think they're going to go back-to-back years with the number one pick and look at it and decide to say, you know what, we're just going to trade it again and stick with what we have. It isn't working, and now you have this opportunity. I feel like you have to go get somebody. It is only the beginning of us hyping up Super Wild Card Weekend. Jason's going to the Texans game. He'll be on the radio for Browns-Texans. I think the guys on set are considering popping their heads in. Should I go? Where should we go? Where should we go? <laughs> Where should we go? Uh, I don't know, maybe Detroit? Maybe Kyle goes to Buffalo? Who knows? It's going to be awesome. Go to Detroit Rams. Can we get the NFL Network to help provide transportation? I'll drive back just do the from show. Detroit Sunday night back here. Back to Detroit. You want to drive overnight Detroit to New York City? Yeah. Fine. Sure. Cool. I'm in. I want to go to that game. First time in 30-something years. Playoff game in Detroit. Why don't we just do the show from there the morning after? I'm busy. No, Peter wants to come back here. I'm busy. <laughs> yeah. I get it. You get it. Get it. This is a busy day. There was a setup for the playoffs that had to be talked about, and people were relieved of their duties, most notably in Washington, Ron Rivera, Peter, but they also made some hirings as well. Yeah, the big, the big news, I think, of this four-hour show is that Bob Myers, who was the old general manager of the Golden State Warriors, is joining in some capacity with the Washington Search and has a role with Washington. So you're talking an NBA general manager who's been working on ESPN. Yeah joining a Washington franchise with a new owner to go find their new coach. And you can hear all about it on The Season with Peter Schrager. Yeah. Pete, Bob Myers, right? Bob Let's, Bob get gonna have Let's get him on. There's going to be a QR <laughs> on, code dude. and everything. Come on. Uh, how do we feel about our set of playoff teams? I like it. Very We've good. For Munster. How do you feel? I'm fired up. I'm excited for all of them. Um, Buccaneers, Eagles. Talk about it. 6-0. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Six okay. 6-0. Zero. Six six to yeah. nothing. Yeah, 6-0. That's the one that I'm like, eh. I am sad Let's that see. the Texans and the Browns are going to take each other out. I know. Can't you spread it around? Yeah, Very likable teams. Yeah, yep. Get out of here. We'll see you tomorrow. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the land of saints and sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, watch it now on digital. Rated R.